Welcome. This is Christy Bauman. And this is Andrew Bauman. And you're listening to Therapy Shorts. Brief conversations about theology and psychology. Welcome to episode four, the eulogy of marriage, honoring life and death. Christy, what does that mean? I tell this story and have um, either on weekends with facilitating groups um, or in classrooms where I'm teaching upcoming therapists how to be with their own story. What does it mean? I'll tell you, it, it brings me back to the own, my own trauma story that I tell often. I was six years old. Oh my goodness, my brother and I were racing on our bikes back home. My dad had called a family meeting in the family room. I had barely beat my brother and I was so excited. I was so excited that I didn't even notice when I came in the room the mood or what was going on. And my brother sat as far away as he could from me because he was frustrated. And I sat down and I was so excited, but I knew better than to tell people what had happened because I could tell my parents were really stern and my two other sisters were sitting there. And my dad stood up and he said, you know, your mom and I fight so much. And I can remember thinking, I don't think I've ever heard them fight. Hmm. And um, I'm gonna go live at the camp and immediately real quick for those who don't live in louisiana what does a camp mean <laughs> oh it's like your uh, cottage i guess if you yeah, are in the mid east your vacation home or it's a place we would go yeah to rest and relax mm-hmm. so my dad is getting in his car well he leaves and as he leaves all four of us kids just swarm to him mm. Heartbreaking. And he gets in the car, and as he's driving away, both my sister and my brother are immediately on their bikes chasing the car. Mm. My little sister's crying in the driveway, and I'm staring. I'm just staring at this, what looks like a horrific mm. wreck, wreckage. A death. Um, a death, in fact. Mm-hmm. And that's the story of my parents' divorce. I mean, my dad mm. never moved in after moved back in after that my dad never came home again Mm. we never had home we never had another family meeting and there was no other conversation right it was just different from that moment on yeah and it happened so fast and that's what trauma is trauma is when something happens and we have no forewarning and we have no um, conversation through it and um, I think that's what made it traumatic I don't know that it had to be Mm. as traumatic as it was yeah. for me. So that's what I think about yeah. when I think about the a eulogy yeah. or death and An honoring life. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, regardless of your story, um, death of marriage comes to many of us. Mm-hmm. came to my parents. It came to yours. Whether we choose it or not, um, in order to be honest and to live full-hearted lives, we must honor 
the beauty and the death of what it has been. Yes. Marriage, um, uh, you know, we talked about this a bit in the last episode, the stigma around divorce, the mm-hmm. stigma around uh, separation, and yet for us to live with full integrity is mm-hmm. to honor all the complexity, yeah. the heartache, the joy, the, the relief sometimes, mm-hmm. and the gut-wrenching grief that mm-hmm. accompanies the ending of marriage. Mm-hmm. It's true. Um, when a story ends well, mm. we feel we feel okay. We feel comp- you know there's some completion, some mm-hmm. closure, even if there's grief, even if there's longing. And so, what does it look like? What does maturity look like in a marriage that is ending? Yeah. And so, how right. can we do that? Because it's going to be costly. Yes. No, no matter, matter what. what. Exactly. And and to the children, of course. But man, I wish my parents had had some kind of field guide. Yes. Some kind of roadmap of how to do mm-hmm. this so that it wouldn't be so traumatic, you know? And yeah. that's what I think we, you know, spend our therapy sessions with couples right. doing, trying to help them have a mature ending. Exactly. Exactly. So many times these relationships, because so many people are hurt and betrayed right. and again, rightfully so. Um, and yet, how do we do this well? Mm-hmm. How do we do it with integrity? How do we do it with honor? Mm-hmm. Even if you no longer respect your partner, can you still do it with honor? Yeah, so that you can even respect yourself. Yes. And, and, and especially if you have kids, you will be in relationship with this person. How do you... Um, relate from that moment on right right relationship with a partner if there's Mm -hmm. children is not going to end and so being really wise and working really hard to do that is is the most mature and and with integrity what we can offer and can you speak a little bit to the concept of a marriage soul i know we're working on a new marriage book now where we're talking about this a little Mm -hmm. bit um what, what does that mean, uh, yeah. a marriage soul, and how does that impact what we're talking about here? Yeah, I came upon this idea when I was preaching a sermon and have since used the concept um, when doing weddings or, um, or, or working with couples as they're ending um, relationships. But basically the marriage soul is the age of your marriage from the moment you got married, and mm-hmm. it's like the first child you have Mm -hmm. it's a covenant you make and it's a creation it's a soul and so if your marriage is eight nine ten years old then you're looking at a young adolescent Mm -hmm. kid and and it should act as such a way and if you are looking at a two-year-old marriage it might be in its terrible twos and it might be responding Mm -hmm. harshly um if if you're looking at a 30 40 year old marriage it might be having a a crisis a Mm -hmm. a, you know change of transition of what is left what um, am I heading into and so just looking at this as an actual soul and how have you treated that soul what shape what's the health of your marriage soul right and that idea really helps you personify um, the condition of your marriage you know so many couples that come to us are in the ICU Mm-hmm. They are in the emergency room. Yeah. Uh, and so as you guys look upon your marriage, what is the condition of your marriage soul? Mm-hmm. You know? And what are the patterns? Like we look thematically. And again, you might say, well, we're getting divorced, so this doesn't matter. But it does matter because if you have children, your children have done that. Or if you are going to get 
remarried, you're going to bring your relational patterns into every relationship you're in. Yeah. So we need to look at what are the patterns that you have in intimate relationship. Yeah, for sure. Some statistics say that 50% of uh, marriages in the church end in divorce. Um, and yet, again, where the resources around divorce, the mm-hmm. stigma around divorce in the church, mm-hmm. we have to bravely face everything. Mm-hmm. And I hear that verse all the time. God hates mm-hmm. divorce. Mm. You know, and I, I agree. I think that's probably true. And right. I think God hates death. Right. And I also think that's why God sent his son to mm-hmm. overcome death. And I, I, I think there's something of. Yeah. God is about resurrection. Right. right. And, and, and yet when there is abuse, when there is infidelity, right. those are things that, that kill. Those are mm-hmm. things of death. Mm-hmm. That and, bring death. and those are the moments where burials need to happen. Yes, exactly. And regardless, let me just say this, yeah. regardless if the marriage even continues or not, there is this ceremonial ritual where the marriage that you have known it to be mm-hmm. still needs to die. Mm-hmm. If there's betrayal, if there's infidelity, if there's pornography use, um, that needs to to be buried as well. Yeah, and that's the circle of life. I mean, that's the changing of seasons is mm-hmm. that something must die, something must, what do we need to burn and, and get rid of to make room for something new to, yes. to blossom? And so that's just a natural... And that's part of kind of what leads to what does it mean to to begin to write a eulogy? Um, let's say your marriage is ending. Um, how do you honor all of the complexity mm-hmm. of it? How do you honor the beauty of it? That when you began this journey, you had so many dreams mm-hmm. with your partner. And yet, how do you honor the heartache, of yeah. it, the, the death, um, the saying goodbye, the burying? Mm-hmm. And that's what kind of this, this process. And we hope that you take this and you can find it on our website um but you you dive into this yourself and write your own eulogy mm-hmm. and we're going to give an example of what that would be but what does that mean to mark and to to do a ritual of of burying and mm-hmm. saying goodbye yeah and even you know i'll go back to my story of that was my sixth sixth year of life my parents got a divorce and and that was the scene and it wasn't until the night before my wedding mm. that my family was back in the same room with me. Jeez. I had never wow. seen, I had never been together with my family, my siblings, mm-hmm. my mom and dad by ourselves in a room wow. without anyone else there mm-hmm. um, in, in over 25 mm-hmm. years. And wow. the, the weight that a child carries and yes. has to do the emotional work someone has to do to understand that right. it shouldn't be. We should have right. enough maturity and enough integrity as parents that if we're going to bring children in this world and we, and there's mm-hmm. going to be, if there's divorce, yes. that then we have enough maturity to come back and say like, we don't need you to be 25 years without us all being in the same room. Yeah, We can be in the same room and we can actually have a right. funeral Yeah, and honor what, what is true and grieve this marriage yes. and, and, and grieve this family dynamic that's right. changing. Right. And even if there's an annual coming back to it mm. where we light candles and mm-hmm. we say, you acknowledge the pain, you yeah. acknowledge the tension, you acknowledge yeah. the, this is difficult. This is hard, but yeah. you live in truth. Yeah. And our family, something has died and we will remember, right. um, and we won't be afraid to talk about it and exactly. we won't be afraid to be together despite our need to end. Right. Exactly. Exactly. 
So let's jump into this. This is just an example. Again, you can use this um, just to craft your own, and we'll just take turns mm -hmm. reading it. Trinitarian God, creator of heaven and earth, crucified and resurrected, resurrected Savior, have mercy on us. Grant us peace in this tragedy. For the unbearable toil of our sins against each other and against our marriage, which has led to her death, we plead for forgiveness. For the terror of departure from the beauty we have created together, mm -hmm. we grieve loudly. We acknowledge her goodness and her glory shown mostly in the faces of her most glorious creation, our children. Mm. And this is where you would put your children's name in and speak them out loud. Yeah. We mourn. We plead for comfort as we bless the holy. We are committed to no longer pretending. We also acknowledge the brokenness, the pain, the betrayal. We are undone, and we must say goodbye, though it hurts. For the scandalous presence of death in your creation, we plead for resurrection. We long for wholeness in the midst of our brokenness. Trinitarian God, may you take away the sins of the world. Have mercy on us as we navigate this loss. Grant us peace as we lay our hopes and dreams in the ground. May we fully enter the weight of death so we may rise again into new life. Let, Let it be. be. Blessings. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to Therapy Shorts. If you have a topic that you'd like us to cover, check us out at christiancc.org.